0: Welcome to our ninth episode here on Christ Talk Canada, where we talk about all things related to theology, Christian living, doctrines, Christ, his message, gospel, everything God. Basically, uh, we have fun with each topic. We try to make it as peaceful and but yet serious as possible. And we try to bring you the truth in God's word. So I am your host, Pastor Michael, and today we will be discussing a topic, that is fundamental to every Christian's life, finding your identity in Jesus Christ. Now, I just wanted to offer a quick update to everyone who has been listening. We are working on trying to set up a online church service where we will have, uh, obviously, worship and preaching and all that kind of great stuff. We will also be doing a prayer night once a week and a Bible study once a week. We are still trying to get everything set up and organized and figured out but we will definitely let you know as soon as it becomes available. We are also, as I said in previous podcasts, we are working on a new website. We're trying to get that finalized and trying to figure out all the, you know, little bumps and curves that we still need to fix and make sure that the website is ready to go for when we launch everything. Uh, Without further ado, uh, let us open up in prayer about this topic, and then we will jump right in. So, dear Heavenly Father, we graciously and humbly come before you, uh, seeking your guidance and wisdom in this matter. Lord, help us, those of us who struggle with doubts and fears and unbeliefs and thinking that we're not worthy enough to be called a Christian. Lord, in this discussion, help us to find our true identity in Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord and Savior. Lord, we ask that you open up our minds and hearts tonight as we study your word and dig deep into this subject. Lord, I ask that you would bless this podcast and may it bring glory and honor to your name. Help me to decrease as your Holy Spirit increases. We ask this in Jesus Christ's name, amen. So, finding your identity, in Jesus Christ is a journey that every Christian must undertake. It is a process of discovering who we are in Christ and then living out that identity in our daily lives. So what does it mean to find your identity in Christ? Now, as you all know, we use the New King James Bible here or the King James or the NASB, but today we will be strictly only using uh, new King James. So in Second Corinthians chapter five verse seventeen, our 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 precious word says this: Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. This verse reminds us that we, or that sorry that when we become Christians, we are no longer the same person we once were. We have left our old selves at the altar when we accepted Christ. We have been transformed by Christ. And our identity is now found in him and only in him. And as Christians, our identity is no longer based on our job, our status, our possessions, or anything like that that we have in this life. Instead, our identity is rooted in Jesus Christ. And who he says we are, and that is, we are children of God and co-heirs with Christ. And we have been redeemed by the precious blood of the Lamb. Okay, so how do we find our identity in Christ? Well, the first step is to look to the Bible. And the Bible is the Word of God. And it tells us who we are in Christ. As we read and meditate on God's Word, we begin to understand our identity in Him. Another way to find our identity in Christ is basically to spend time in prayer. Praying or prayer is our direct line to God. It is through prayer that we can ask Him to reveal who we are in Jesus Christ and all that God has for our lives, the purpose, of why we were created, the purpose of why we are here on earth. And as we pray and we ask God to show us why he created us to be who we are and how we can live out that identity for him so that we can bless others who need to know him, God has it all under control and we need to trust in him and only in him. Finding our identity in Christ is a vital part of our faith journey. And it's not always easy to discover who we are in Christ, especially in the world that we are living in right now. The world often defines us by our achievements and our material possessions. How rich we are, how well we dress, what kind of car we drive, what kind of house we have. All these things, they puff us up, they make us look like something we are not. And we are nothing, nothing without Jesus Christ. However, when we root our identity in Christ and only in Christ, we find a sense of pure purpose and fulfillment that cannot be found anywhere else. And for those of you that feel like you have everything in life and you're still missing something, I assure you that it is the unconditional unmerited favor of grace and unconditional love of God that is what you're missing that is what you need and one of the challenges we face in our in our identity in Christ is letting go of our old selves we must let go of the things that used to define us and embrace our new identity in Christ and this will be a painful process, but it is necessary, and God will chisel and break away those pieces that no longer honor him, that no longer glorify him, and no longer are needed in your life. We are to be in complete surrenderance to God in everything that we do, and the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 3 verses 8 to 9 writes this, yet indeed I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him Wow what a verse people forget about everything that you own forget about all the possessions forget about the money forget about the clothing forget about the career it will not matter when we stand before Christ and Christ asks us, what did you do with the life that I gave you? What did you do with the, the voice that I gave you? What did you do with the mind I gave you, the talents and, and all this thing? What, what did you do? And you're going to stand there and be unable to speak because you will not know what you've done. You'll be like, well, I gave this to charity and I gave that to charity. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What did you do for me? Well, I did that in your name. Yeah. Well, that that person over there did that in my name, but you know, what do you, what do you think? What do you think that's going to do for them? Nothing. Did we lead people to Christ? Did we help the poor? Did we give a cup of water in the name of Christ? Did we, you know, love everyone unconditionally? Did we, did we forgive those who hurt us? Did we, you know, all this kind of stuff all these things are what matters people these are the things that matter most when we stand before god and paul understood the importance of letting go of his old of his old identity sorry and embracing his new identity in christ he realized that everything else was worthless compared to the knowledge of christ and we too must adopt the mindset that paul had And be willing to let go of our old selves so that we can be found in Jesus Christ on the day that we face him. And once we have found our identity in Christ, we must learn to live it out in our daily lives. This means we must align our thoughts, our words, our actions, our deeds with our new identity in Jesus Christ. And we must seek to live in a way that reflects the character of Christ and brings honor and glory to His name. You know, finding our identity in Christ is not only critical for our spiritual growth, but also for our emotional and mental well-being. When we base our identity on things such as our job or our appearance or our relationships, or our financial status, we are setting ourselves up for disappointment and insecurity. These things are are fleeting and can change at any moment. They are temporary and they do not matter. But our identity in Christ is unchanging and everlasting. In Romans 8, verses 16 to 17, it says this, The Spirit himself bears witness... With our spirit, that we are children of God. And if children, then hairs and hairs of God and joint hairs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with Him, that we may also be glorified together. As children of God, we have an identity that is rooted in His love and in His grace. And we have been adopted into His family and have been given a new identity as his children. This means that we have access to his inheritance and have the privilege to be joint heirs with Christ. Now, this doesn't mean that you have a heavenly bank account up there where you're, every time you tithe, it's just, you know, filling up. And when you need the money, you can just say, hey, yeah, God, remember when I tithed, you know, this money, that money, uh, well, I need it back. No, no, this is not what the Bible or God is talking about, no. Our inheritance is Jesus Christ and what he has done on the cross for us. It has nothing to do with how much we tithe or how much we gave an offering or how much we pledged or helped our church or how much we did this or how much we did that. No, it has nothing to do about money. It's about what God has for us. And because of what his son did on the cross is where our inheritance lies. However, we also must remember that our identity is is in Christ and is not based on our own merit, but on what Christ has done for us. We cannot save ourselves, and we are not saved by our own good works or our own righteousness. We are only saved by the grace of God through faith in Jesus Christ. When we embrace our identity in Christ, we can experience a sense of freedom and peace that surpasses all understanding. And we no longer have to strive for the approval of others or worry about our worth or value because we know that we are loved and accepted by God. Because, again, because of Christ. You know, it's important to understand, really, it is, to to finding that identity in Christ is, is not a one-time event, people. It's an ongoing process. And as we grow and mature in our faith and our spirituality and our understanding of God's word and, and who Christ is and how deep we should know Christ and our relationship with him becomes more intimate, more, and I mean intimate. I'm, I'm talking like we know Christ well, you know that is when you really have a honest genuine you know intimate loving deep relationship with Christ when you know him so closely in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 it says therefore if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation all things all things have passed away behold all things become new and this verse Reminds us that we, that when we are in Christ, pardon me, we are a new creation. And that all of our old ways and our old habits and our old thinking and acting and behaving and and actions and all that kind of stuff is gone. It's forgiven. It's wiped out. And when we are made new, in the newness of life through Christ, through our baptism, through our, our accepting of Jesus Christ, This is an ongoing process. And as we continue to grow in our faith and become like more like Christ, the the more mature we become in our faith, the more we understand, the more, the more we uh, grow. And the more we get into that intimate relationship with, with God and with Christ and with the Holy Spirit, and it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to just, you know, Hey, I'm a Christian today. And now I have all the knowledge I need for tomorrow. No, it's going to take time. It's really going to take time. However, you know, we must also be aware that there are forces in the world that seek to undermine our identity in Christ. The enemy, oh boy, the enemy wants us to believe that we are defined by our past mistakes, our failures, and that we have labels put on us because we did this wrong or we did that wrong. The devil loves to bring up your past even when after you become a christian the devil will nail you with everything he can think of he is smart he is conniving remember the bible says that he comes to seek kill and destroy us he wants us to not know our true identity in jesus christ he wants us to not know that we are free in jesus christ he wants us to know that we have no power and no authority in the name of Jesus Christ. Okay? The enemy wants to rip us apart and leave us for dead. That is the enemy's purpose. And the more he succeeds, the better it becomes for him. Because when he's content with you, he wants nothing to do with you. But as soon as you make a decision for Christ and you try, you start to find your identity in Jesus Christ, oh, he is on you like white on rice people. The, the devil loves to rip a Christian apart, especially a new Christian, because they are so new and young in the faith that they don't fully understand how they can use the name of Jesus Christ. In and in, I'm sorry, in Colossians chapter three, verses three to four, it says this, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. Our identity is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ appears, we will be revealed with Him in glory. This is the ultimate fulfillment of our identity in Christ, where we will fully realize who we are in Him. And it's not until that day that we will fully know Him intimately, a hundred percent, beyond shadow of a doubt. We will have no more sorrow, no more tears, no more doubt, no more fear, no more nothing. Brothers and sisters, I urge you to prepare your heart, your mind for everything. And the Word of God is going to be used against us, and it's going to be it's going to be twisted, it's going to be perverted. The the, the all these people are going to try. To make us think that God it doesn't exist, that God is not real, and, and and when I say when I say that they're going to use the word of God against us, they are the enemy is going to try to prove beyond shadow of a doubt that he is God. That's the whole point of the Antichrist, and we have to be ready. We have to be on a sturdy foundation and understanding of the word of God, so that we are not. That we do not fall into temptation. That we do not fall into sin. That we do not fall into a false belief. And there are so many ways and, and, and watered down gospels right now in the body of Christ. And they are all being fooled to believe something that does not line up with the word of God. Or how Christ would deal with it. Or how God instituted it to be. In Philippians chapter 3, verses 8 to 9, it says, Yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which through uh, through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. Paul, the author of Philippians, understood that his identity was not based on his own accomplishments or possessions, but on his relationship with Jesus Christ. He considered everything else as a loss compared to the excellence of knowing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And we too must have this perspective and prioritize our relationship with Christ above all else. And when we do this, we will find that our identity in Christ brings us true joy, true love, true satisfaction, regardless of our circumstances or external factors in life. You know, when we find our identity in Christ, it is it also changes the way we see and treat others. We no longer see people through the lens of our you know, worldly perspective, or out, their outward appearance or their social status or achievements, but through the lens of Christ, of love and grace. And we look at those people as, do they know Jesus? Should I tell them about Jesus? Yes, of course. You should be telling people about Jesus. Don't hide Jesus from people. People need to hear. And whether they want to accept it or reject it, that's on them. But at least you did your duty as a Christian. You did your duty in serving your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, in Galatians three twenty-eight, it says this, there, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. If you are all one, for you are all one in Christ Jesus, pardon me. As Christians, we are all one in Christ. And our identity in him transcends any earthly distinctions. We must learn to love and accept others as Christ loves and accepts us, regardless of their background or circumstances. Another challenge we face in in finding our identity in Christ is that we may struggle with feelings of unworthiness or inadequacy. And we may believe that we are not good enough or that we do not measure up to the standards set by others, or even by ourselves. However, as Christians, we know that our worth and value come from our relationship with Christ, and not from our own efforts or accomplishments. And in Romans 8, verses 38-39 to says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, Nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor anything created shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This passage reminds us, brothers and sisters, that nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. We are valuable and we are loved by God. Not because of anything we have done, but because of who we are in Christ. When we find our identity in Christ, we can also find freedom from the opinions and judgment of others. Who cares what people say about you? I don't. I shouldn't. And I do sometimes. I focus on everyone else's words and thoughts and actions about me. But I need to stop that. And and so do all of you. We need to stop looking at what people say about us or what people feel about us. Who cares? Think about how God loves you, how much mercy and grace he's given you, how much forgiveness he's given you, how much uh, unconditional love he has for you. You are a child of God. You are set free from all this nonsense. You don't have to worry about this anymore. And when we find our identity in Christ, we also find freedom. We also find freedom. And we are no longer, we no longer need to strive to meet the expectations or seek the approval because our identity and worth are found in Christ alone. It has nothing to do with what the world sees of us or wants from us or anything like that. What what, what does Christ say about us? What does God the Father say about us? And Galatians 1 verse 10, it says this, For for do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please man? For if I still please man, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. Paul, the author of Galatians, recognized that his identity and purpose were found in Christ, not in pleasing others. He was not swayed by the opinions of others and was committed to serving Christ alone. We too must learn to find our identity and purpose in Christ and not be swayed by the opinions or judgments of others. And when we do this, we can experience true freedom, and our life, and we, and and sorry, we can live our lives with confidence and purpose. You know, let us continue to seek and embrace our identity in Christ, knowing that our worth and value come from Him alone. And may we find freedom from those opinions and judgments and ridicules of others. And live our lives with confidence and purpose. You know, serving Christ with all of our hearts. Being in complete surrenderance to him and to him alone. So in closing, let us continue to seek and embrace Christ. And let us change the way we see ourselves. Let us see ourselves through the eyes of God. And when we look in the mirror, we don't see the same old mundane person, that we now see who we are in Jesus Christ. Let us focus on the blood of Christ being over top of us, washing us, cleansing us from all iniquity, all unrighteousness, all sin, all lifestyles that no longer serve or glorify God. May we prioritize our relationship with Him above all else and live our lives in a way that brings honor and glory to him and him alone. So I have some scriptures that I would like you all to write down. And I know I'm, you know, I'm getting a little bit pressed for time here, but I want to get through this. So you want to learn about your identity in Christ. Okay. So here's what I want you to do. Grab a piece of paper or a notebook or open up your, your notepad in, in your computer. Okay. And I want you to write these verses down Ephesians, Chapter 1, verse 3, it says, "In quote, type thing, you are blessed. So Ephesians 1, 3, finding your identity in Christ. Ephesians 1, 3, you are blessed. Ephesians 1, 4, you are chosen. Ephesians 1, 5, you are adopted. Ephesians 1, 6, you are accepted. Ephesians 1, 7, you are forgiven. Ephesians 1, 8, you are given grace abundantly. Ephesians 1:9 you are known. Ephesians 110 God's timing is perfect. Ephesians 1: you are predestinated. Ephesians 1:13 you are sealed Ephesians chapter 2 verses 4 to 6 you are transformed. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 through 9 you are saved by grace through faith and Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 and the best one you are God's masterpiece so I've written a poem um, about identity and I've called it identity and so I just wanted to read it to you real quick in Christ alone our identity our identity lies for in him we are truly alive no longer slaves to sin and shame we are called by his holy name in him we find our purpose and worth as we surrender to his perfect plan from birth. No longer searching for acceptance and love, for in Christ we have been fully restored above. In Christ we are chosen, loved, and redeemed. His grace and mercy are every need. No longer defined by our past mistakes, but by his blood we are made whole in his embrace. In Christ we find our true identity, His love and grace are true reality, no longer lost but found in His embrace, for in Christ we are fully known and embraced. So let us hold fast to our identity in Christ, and live each day with His love and light, for in Him we have been set free, to live a life that brings Him glory and dignity. So Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank You for the truth that we have discovered in Your Word today about finding our identity in Christ and surrendering ourselves fully to you. We recognize that we can only truly find ourselves when we fully surrender to you, your grace and your love and your son, Jesus Christ. That our identity is only in Christ and not in the world anymore. Lord, we pray that you would help us to continually surrender ourselves and our wills and our plans to you and seek only your plan and will for our lives, only our purpose for your life or for our life. And allow the Holy Spirit to take complete control over our lives and to lead us in all directions that please honor and glorify you. Help us to live our lives in a way that is so pleasing to You and to always seek Your will and purpose for our lives according to Matthew 6.33. We ask that You give us strength and courage to walk in obedience to Your Word and to trust in Your plan for our lives, O God. Help us to remember that we are not alone and that we are not forsaken that you are with us in every step in our journey. Father, we thank you for the gift of salvation and freedom that comes with knowing your Son. We thank you for your unconditional love, grace and mercy that has been granted to us and given to us in Jesus Christ. Help us to hold fast to this truth and to live our lives in a way that honors you and glorifies you. We pray this prayer, In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. So for my closing remarks today, I would just like to say that you are everything that God has created you to be. You are a born again, new creation, child of God. You have a purpose. You have a plan and you have a will, which is the will, purpose and plan of God. And although we may go quick kicking and screaming like <laughs> although we may go kicking and screaming like a toddler at times, saying, No God, I don't want to do that. God still loves you. God still understands you. God created you in his image. He knows everything about you so intimately that he has the the hairs numbered on your head. So people, don't ever think that anything is too big or too small for God. Because God is greater than everything that you could ever go through. So once again, I thank you so much for listening. And from now on, I just wanted to let you know real quick that from now on, uh, if there's a very long episode where it's over an hour or over 30 minutes to 45 minutes, I will be splitting it up and having like a two-part to it. So it'll be part one, part two. Um, So just to make it easier on those that are listening um, and those who who listen in the future. And I just want to say to you all that I am praying for you even though I do not know all of you or that I've never maybe met you. I want you to know that I pray for all of my brothers and sisters in the world and that if you ever need anything that you can contact me by email or Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or anything like that, any social media that I'm on, Christ Talk, or Christ Talk Canada, uh, my email is ChristTalk23 at gmail.com. Once again, if you would like to donate, if you feel led to donate to support the ministry and the upcoming events that we're going to have, which is the online church and the, the Bible study and the prayer night, you can do so. And I humbly thank you if you do. At uh, The address is ko-fi.com. Christ Talk, uh, slash Christ Talk Canada and uh, all donations and proceeds will go to improving the podcast, the ministry, the church everything. Don't feel like if you do donate it's going to go to something stupid. I promise you it will not. The Lord will hold me accountable and so will my wife. <laughs> so yeah, because um, she helps me and, and so does uh, my mother. She, They all help me make this podcast uh, better and and you know stay on point and focus so i just want to thank them for all their love and support and for, for helping me to continue to go in the path that i'm going in um, but uh i just want to thank you all again for listening and i ask that you would all walk in the love and light of jesus christ and be the salt of the